0: 49 is deep in the heart like Joe Montana in the corner deep Hurst, going don't get it twisted. One and all time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down
1: the side. welcome to the 49 er faithful UK show the 2022 season exists only now in our memories but they are some memories both good and bad that are well worth looking back on it's the season review show I'm Gareth Ellis and here to unpick the season and some of their bold predictions it's Lee Gowland. hey guys Paul Hope hi everyone and Naji Karar hello
2: everyone
1: so lads let's just dive straight in 2022 season By week was week nine so he started the season with the Bears Seahawks Broncos Rams Panthers Falcons Chiefs and the Rams again uh quite a lot happened in the early part of the season Lee kick us off
2: yeah I mean that uh, we had so high hopes going into the season we were all looking forward to seeing what um, Trey could do we get to uh, week one which should have been the very first official watch party for the 49ers and um, which was obviously cancelled because Queen Elizabeth died like three days beforehand um, but we still all turned up to Leeds we all turned up to Leeds to watch the Bears game and then it was a monsoon and it it was a terrible game to watch we still should have won we didn't make the best of the conditions uh, when, when we had the chance, um, and it kind of it, it set off it set off a a series of events, which by I think week four, week five had pretty much all nine of fans thinking that's it, our season is done so it wasn't the best half of a season that we've had. um We had to take some really rough medicine watching some of that football. Um, Obviously, week two, first quarter, we lose Trey Lance. um, And we all sat thinking, good job that we kept Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think anybody would have thought that before the season started. So it it turned so quickly from from good to bad to good to bad. It was hard to keep up. It, it, It was... Definitely a roller coaster half of football, half of a season. That's that's the best way to describe the first eight or nine games. It was a roller coaster. Everybody went through different emotions. Um I, I think obviously the, the Bears game, the Bears game because of the monsoon, horrible game to watch. Uh we should have beaten the Bears. The Bears were what what turned out to be the, the worst team in um football. And then we come up against the Broncos and everybody's really up for that game thing and thinking we're finally going to get to stick one on Russell Wilson. And then he beats us.
3: <laughs> well, Jimmy beats us. Right? Well, yeah, yeah.
2: So, yeah. But, yeah, when, when you look at the wind loss column, it's always the opposing their team's quarterback. Um, <laughs> but then it picks up again, <laughs> only to be smashed round the mouth yet again. When the 49ers turn up to Leeds again and this whole Leeds curse thing kicks off, and we play against the Falcons again, we just can't contain a running uh, quarterback. Everybody's uh, looking for a length of rope to uh, hang themselves from the nearest bridge, and um, it, it felt it felt pretty lousy, to be honest. Yeah, it felt was- as though we were losing the whole season. Um, so, my, my thoughts of the first half of the season, it was a mixed bag. It was a mixed bag which finished giving us hope, but then we had the bye week, <laughs> which we had to wait for to see that hope mm-hmm. come to reality. What about you, Naji?
3: Well, I, I like that we're jumping week one, but I, I think considering the season and where we are now and the back end of the season, I think there's. A big part of the season that we kind of paid attention to that we don't really do uh, most of the time but i think was quite important this year that's preseason um and training camp and i think it was a good one i think we had a really good camp uh looking back on it and the fact that somebody called nate Sutfeld lost his job to a little known somebody called brock purdy turned out to be quite quite important um and i've just looked at the game he played, because, uh, you know, kind of forget about preseason, but he played against the Vikings in a preseason against the, the Packers. And, uh, yeah, he was already there, you know, 14 for 23, 128 yards. And uh, what was on this one? Uh, ooh, it's not loading. Here we go. Three for six. So he didn't play much against the Packers. But I think looking back on the season, that time was actually quite important for us, even though we didn't know at the time. And it was all like oh the preseason and nobody cares about it and it turns out uh the people that they care uh, made it count later on but more on that later um i mean yeah i think the best way to describe week one to eight is up and then down and then up and then down and i think really down and really up this year because it was it was a bit like 2019 wasn't it because we were three and five, 2019, same again by week nine, so not far off. And um, but you know, losing to the Bears pretty bad, although excusable. And then we beat the the Seahawks quite handedly, which is obviously really nice. But we have Jimmy, and it's just. Like, and then we go to the Broncos, and that loss was pretty awful. It might have been the worst game I've seen us play in in. In quite some time in terms of football um playing time not bad luck uh, more on that later <laughs> um and then and then up again and then down again and then the falcons game which was another match party and then and then the Chiefs game which was pretty pretty awful with all the injuries uh yeah the pamphers game was quite a high one because we were really good and we got rule fired and all that so we were all excited about it and then right back down again with the falcons and the chiefs in a row so yeah i think uh, epitome of what the niners have been for the past for the jimmy years really is this roller coaster of very high highs and very low lows um what about you paul what do you think of it
0: to be honest, I'm I'm chuckling because, like the chaps Gareth, I've got the schedule in front of me, and you get to yeah. this wonderful time of the NFL offseason, and you go back and you look at your memories and you look at certain games. And ironically, Nadji, I think I had like eight watch parties last year, which was pretty epic yeah. for different reasons. And I think Lee, you skirted over one of the main points for me: the candlestick in. We pretty much missed the trail Lance injury, Nadji, because we were relying on the Sky Sports. And there was that faff on with the 10 minutes. And then literally yeah. it seemed to come on. We'd all had a few Jim beverages, <laughs> thanks to Brett and Melanie. And then Trey went down, and we were like, the mood, just like you said, the emotional roller coaster that we've coined in this show is more evident in the first nine weeks of the season. And to be fair, Gareth, we went into the bye week, four and four, and I had everything crossed because my bold prediction was 13 and four. And if I'm being brutally honest for everybody listening, I didn't think for a million years at that point I was going to be right. So I'm smiling because for me, it's been a hell of a journey. You look at the quarterback list, Trey Lance, Garoppolo, 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 Purdy, Purdy, and you think the journey we went on this year, I know we fell short in the NFC Championship game, which we'll get to. But for me, uh, it was just a hell of a journey that I shared with everybody in the group online, offline, we had the watch parties, we've launched our YouTube channel and I've had time, Gareth, to go back and watch some of the games, not all of the games, but yeah, the first nine weeks, there was the lows of the Broncos, there was the highs of the Panthers, I think for all of us, it was the Rams for me when we went to the bye week and we had CMC and we knew he was awesome, Gareth, but we didn't think he was going to, throw for a touchdown, run for a touchdown and catch a <laughs> touchdown. And I think that give all of us that hope, as Lee said, and I think we were proven right. What about you, Gareth? What did you make of the first chunk of the season?
1: Yeah, some muddy games in uh, figuratively and, and actually in that early part of the season. Um, unfortunately, I think that Broncos game is going to stay with me for, for some time, um, regardless of whether I'd want to or not. Um, and I, I still... I still remember just watching Jimmy backpedal out of the end zone and just thought, that's it. That's, it's, that's a perfect moment for this game. It sums, sums that game up entirely. Uh, but the, the arrival of CMC, suddenly there seemed to be a transformation. Um, it was about that time Jimmy suddenly started to look really quite comfortable and competent as well. And I think that, that arrival of CMC, was a, a little bit of a taste of things to come after a bit of a, a yeah knotty first half of the season. Um, but I think there's something useful to learn from here and that's a lot of teams can do this early in the season. You've just, just got to figure yourself out, make sure you can stay competitive and then then work on what's good and, and eliminate what's bad. Uh, and that's, that's exactly what we did uh, in the second half of the season. I will just remind you of your uh, mid-season predictions. Uh Paul, you were seven and one, I think. I've, <laughs> yeah, uh, I've that's right. To get them on, if I can find <laughs> them. Uh, yeah. Uh Magic five and three, so you're not, not too far off. Lee was six and two. Uh, and I was four and four. Bang on. Oh. Very yeah. nice.
2: Well done, Gareth.
1: Well yeah. done, Gareth indeed. Some uh, some other notable predictions. Uh Lee predicted Jimmy G would be starting from week three. Oh. Wow. You mentioned nice. it in past. Well,
2: yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: about four or five minutes later, you also said that Jimmy G would be traded away by week three. So <laughs> <laughs> We're consistently inconsistent, Gareth. You know that i now. Uh, uh, and later
2: know, old on, people say some crazy things.
1: <laughs> and later on, Nagy suggested that would be to the Steelers. Oh. Shows have how, uh, how far Maybe. our predictions are, are out. So, yeah, bye week's done. Down. Second half of the season. Uh, Who did we face? Chargers, Cardinals, Saints, Dolphins, Bucks, Seahawks, Commanders, Raiders and Cardinals again, including the first Cardinals game in Mexico City, of course. Yes. Let's start with Paul.
0: Well, I was just going to say, Gareth, you reminded me of that Broncos game and it would be a miss for me not to share this story with everyone. So I travelled down for the Falcons watch party with Andy Hodgson and he was actually at the Broncos game. (laughs) So chatting to him about his experience there, the amount of money he'd cost to go over, he, like you, will remember that game, but maybe he's not for the right reasons. And I, I felt for him. The, the the back end of the season, I mean, got it up in front of me. What can I say? W. We won. we won every
3: game.
0: W. We won every w. game. Um, I mean, you look at the highs and lows. The second half of the season saw us four feature on the 49ers supporters called Live, mm-hmm. which for me was one of the many highlights of this season. It was just awesome to go on there and represent the UK, but obviously talk on the website of the team that we love. But I was looking at the games, I think for all of us, before we move on to the Purdy loving, I think we should take this moment to reflect how well Jimmy played when he came in. And you look at the stats, and when he went out injured in that Miami game, I think all of us were like, this is definitely the season. But then the Brock Express took off and we all shared that magical journey. And I mean, for me, the best game was probably the Tampa Bay game purely because I was out at my local casino, so I was watching that one. Um, It was kind of good to see Brock stick it to Tom Brady. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, The Arizona game in Mexico, for many reasons, like our watch party, it was awesome to see. The Fans in Mexico get that opportunity, and I quite enjoyed that game. But, uh, like I said, we won 10 in a row, baby. What more can I say, Gareth?
3: Nothing, apparently. Naji, <laughs> yeah. Um, the second half of the season is probably uh, the best football I've seen us play. Um, whilst me watching avidly, um. You know, and, and t- obviously doing this podcast, we watch it somewhat different, different than just being sat with uh, a beer and friends and chatting and all that. But uh, seeing our defense going from strength to strength to strength and carrying some games, uh, you know, like the Saints games and, and the Chargers games, um, and seeing Jimmy play the way he was with CMC, and there's no doubt to me that, CMC unlocked something in our offense and, and unleashed a, a Kyle that we we hadn't seen yet. Um, and, and having IU play, carry on playing the way it was, and Kill starting to emerge, and Debo bobin who he, he always is. It's just, yeah, we became a complete team, and no one really had an answer for us. Um, and I don't think no one has an answer for us, uh, apart from... Uh, well, we'll get to the playoffs in a minute. Apart from the gods, um, but yeah, it was it was the most uh, fun I had watching and the least concern as well. Uh, it, I don't think I really had, especially uh, uh, the Dolphin games. Obviously, was a bit gut wrenching. Um, but w- when we were playing this well against the Rams and against uh, uh, who do we play after the Rams? I can't remember now. The Chargers. Um, um, it, it, I never had really that feeling that something was gonna go v- very wrong and that we could lose a game just like this, uh, like in 2019 where we were undefeated and it was just always a bit tense and a bit um a, a bit hairy to to be sat there and waiting for something bad. Um and, and it just it just kept on being fun and more fun and more fun. And then Brock came in and then that just took it to the next level, uh, times one million. And, uh, yeah, it's just, I, I don't think I will ever forget this season, even when I'm uh, hopefully 152 and <laughs> still kicking. I just got to wish you on you. Um, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, I, it, it's been incredible. Uh, and I think the first part of the season helped because of such a whole roller coaster. We knew we could get there and, and seeing it happening and seeing the team finally reached the potential that I wanted to be for so long and and having all those pieces play so well and fred being who he was and hoff been you know so good and Bosser been you know playing at dpoi level um it, it's just yeah, it's, it was just amazing to watch this franchise this dynasty that's been in the making finally achieve almost uh what we sh- what we really wanted to and uh yeah yeah I, I don't think I'll ever forget this and and obviously, we got Brock, so uh, what can I say? I love the guy absolutely amazing to to watch him emerge and win eight in a row and and people have been really confused about what is going on, and how can this guy be so good being number two sixty two in a draft, and with us being there as well and seeing the pick and all that he had a little bit more. Flavor to it uh but yeah I, I think for me again it 's one of the like the best season i've watched and enjoyed, and i don 't think i'll ever forget it uh until we win number six and then <laughs> be all gone. What about Yuli?
2: yeah, so I mean obviously I, I said the first half of the season was season was like a roller coaster, I think the second half of the season was like being shut out of a cannon we went that high so quickly. Yeah. Um, it was absolutely amazing um, for, for me both personally um, as and as a 49er fan. Um, I, I think you've covered pretty much everything that I could possibly say about the season. So the second half when we went up against the Chargers, I think we were quite fortunate. The Chargers were quite injury uh, riddled, yes. So we weren't really going up against a, a, a team that were at the best because I think I had that one down as a loss. Yeah, um it- so, yeah, it was it was, it was was a good start to the second half of the season. And then it just kept on getting better. And you could just see by how many points we were putting on the board. The board. CMC made such a difference. It was unbelievable. And as Paul said, Jimmy looked a lot more comfortable with CMC in the backfield to uh, pass off with a check down if he needed to. But then he started opening up uh, with some longer throws, which we hadn't seen since 2017. So we all started getting this feeling again, you know what, this is going to be our year. The, the season went on. We, we ground out a win against the, the Saints. Um, and, and let's give the Saints' defence some credit. They came, they played really well. Um, to to shut them out and still win 13-zip, 13, 13 I think, was a good result, if not the be- uh, not the best game to watch. And then, obviously, Miami. And we lose Jimmy in the first quarter, in the first three minutes um, and everybody was thinking, I mean, Paul mentioned it. I, I looked at Nick Ludlam. I looked at David Ellicott and we were like, oh, that's it. That's our season gone. I mean, what what should have been a really good day for us in the gold mine. All of a sudden we went from a really high, high to feeling incredibly flat. Um, we were like a, a Tom Brady football five, six years ago. We were feeling really deflated um and we, we just it, it took a couple of minutes to get over that brock came in and he had some a few wayward passes on that first drive in fact in the first half he did um so we were all looking at each other thing yeah don't know if we can do this now obviously we, we had a good start on uh some of the teams in our division the seahawks were still kicking about so we were very nervous but then he came out in the second half and we were absolutely gobsmacked with what a difference between his first half and his second half was. So obviously Shanahan had made some adjustments, given Brock some confidence, started calling players, or what Brock does well, and it started to all come together. And then the rest, as they say, is history. Obviously went up against um, Tom Brady and uh, basically went the floor with the Buccaneers, I mean, nobody expected that. It it could have been Jimmy, it could have been um, Trey Lance. At the start of the season, if you said, we're going to wipe the floor off the Buccaneers, people would have said you were crazy. So he he kind of passed that test. He was the very first rookie to ever beat Tom Brady. So as he goes along, he's starting to tick these off. So obviously against the Dolphins.
3: He's the only ever rookie to attempt to beat Tom Brady since he's retired now.
2: That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, against the Dolphins, um, very first uh, Mr. Irrelevant to throw a touchdown pass. So, yep. took that pull. one off. Yeah. He's in Canton now, or his jersey is at least. Then there was the Bucks game against Tom Brady. But then there was the real test, or at least we thought it was going to be the real test, going up to Seattle, playing against that crowd. And he came through with that with flying colours. I mean, he played excellent that game. And For how good he played, I think we were also thinking, no, this can't be right. This can't (laughs) be right. He shouldn't be able to do that. It's There's something not right here. And then we went on and on and on, and it was like a juggernaut. We kept on putting up these high numbers. We kept on beating these teams. Almost a little bit of a blip against the Raiders, but we pulled that through. We won the game. Um. And we got to the end of the season. And again, I mean, admittedly, I'm going to hold my hands and still say it, at the end of the season, I was still thinking, this is far too good to be true. He shouldn't be able to do that. Is it the rest of the team around him? But as we'll talk in a little bit uh, a little bit of time, he's the real deal. He is. And when I say the real deal, I mean, he's probably the best quarterback we've seen play for us for a while that might not be true next season you know once lance gets reps under his belt that might not be true but let's talk about what we've seen so far and what we've seen so far definitely this past season brock purdy was by far our best quarterback so i've I've kind of concentrated on the offensive side of the ball there and now flip that over to the defense the defense again ever since that um the chiefs game we just kicked into another gear. Every week that went past, we got better and better and better. And the the team, the bonding, the family in there, in the defence, it was for, everybody could see it. We were absolutely excellent. Um, and again, defences win championships, so we started to get excited. And that was one of the things, I think, that we were all thinking, well, is it the defence winning these games? Even though we could see what Brock was doing, we didn't allow ourselves to believe what we were seeing with our own eyes. We would second-guess ourselves, oh, well, no, it's, it, it's got to be Kittle, it's got to be CMC, it's got to be Ike, it's got to be Debo. it's got to be the defence. And it took us a while before we actually gave credit to Brock. So the second half of the season, I think I agree with natty that is the best season I've seen for a long time. And that's saying something, considering we didn't bring home number six. It, it was a fantastic season overall. Lovely roller coaster that built up your emotions, got all bubbling, thinking what's going to happen here, and then to to finish it like and Paul will tell you because Paul likes to say it, this is what Lisa always says: it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And I was over the moon with the way we finished.
1: Yeah, back in the season was yeah. A, yeah, fantastic set of games. Uh, the wins just kept coming, uh, as you said. Bit of a dip momentarily, I think, when Jimmy went out. Uh, I think there there was a couple of us who were still, you know, uh, Purdy did did well in preseason. Let's let's see what he can do. I I, I remember thinking, okay, well, we know our offense is. isn't based around the quarterback being awesome all the time. Let's let's see what what he can do. We've seen Mullins do it. Uh, there was there was a little bit of confidence there. I can I can say it now, but I remember thinking, well. How much more has he got to do with these weapons? Jimmy just distributes the ball uh, crisply and evenly and was looking really good. If he can do that, then then we might be in. Um, and as I think you said, he just seemed to take it to another level uh, and attack and push the ball down the field in a way that Jimmy didn't. I think, however it is with between him and Shanahan, it Shanahan just seemed to trust him immediately, and just seemed to open that playbook from the second game. Like, oh, you know this stuff. We we're just going to uh, do the plays that I want, and and Brock was just hitting them time and time and time again with accurate, quick passes where they needed to be and to the person they needed to be. Uh, and he just sat there and and were amazed at that. This this is good quarterback play from a veteran, from a five year veteran playing at the top of their game, and it, and it's his third start, so. What, what what are we seeing? I think there's there's some limitations to his game, obviously. And I think it being a bit of an unknown, um, but it was certainly exciting. Um, I think you've covered a little bit on the defence. But yeah, that was what we'd seen most of the season. I think they solidified it. That, that Chiefs game, when I watched that back, it's about three big plays. That's the kind of difference. We weren't blown away as much as the score perhaps felt like it at the end of the game it was but that's what the chiefs can do and i think that's one thing that our offense does sometimes miss is that is that real big play uh where you suddenly need it um something to look forward to for uh next season but yeah that took us through to uh the final season predictions uh, we all went 6 and 3 on the back end on our predictions so well done paul you nailed 13 and 4 lee 12 and 5 and uh, me and Nadji on eleven and six.
3: Oh, I thought I was on twelve and five. I didn't remember that. No. Right, fair enough. Fair enough. Unfortunately,
1: not. But there we go. So we win the division. We win the. When did we win the division? Week fifteen? Week fourteen?
2: Yeah, it we well, was quite early. I think didn't we? Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, in
1: Seattle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah satisfying. Yeah. Satisfying game in Seattle. Uh, then a couple of a uh, little games towards the end of the season, and then the wild card, uh with Seattle visiting Levi's. Uh, memories of the game lads
3: uh i remember it to be a easy game and as it should have been i, I think that's the difference between the first half and also 2019 because i feel like the first half of the season in 2019 was very much the same um and um and the, the difference with the second half was we won game we should win. And we won game easily that we should have won easily. And that one was just... Yeah, they just had nothing. They, they, it was a bit tight in the in first quarter and the second quarter because of a couple of big play and Mooney, Mooney Ward having maybe his worst game of the season. But as soon as they got a little tired and we got rolling, it, there was no stopping us and we put 41 points on them, I think. It's probably one of the most comfortable win we ever had, even though I know... People were a bit antsy at halftime because it was a little closer than they wanted it to be. But I think that's the difference between the two teams uh, that I've seen. And, and this is why it's been more enjoyable. We, we knew it was there. We knew it was going to happen at some point against anyone. That Brock would find a way to make a big play and score some points. And the defense would find a way to they make a big turnover and change the game and they happen time and time again and, and they, they did in seattle fairly easily um yeah i mean this is a problem with wild cards we having an extra team in i think we're going to have a lot of games like this in the future where the number two seed plays the number seven and it's not really fair i know it's going to happen the other way around as well sometimes because it's the nfl but uh, I think we're going to, overall, we'll have games like this with 41-20 or whatever it was. And it, it wasn't even 20, was it? Because it's called really late. It was pretty much a wipe down, which is nice to see against the Seahawks, always. Third time, that season. How can you love this season? We beat the Seahawks three mm-hmm. times. Three times.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think because of that, we're all a bit nervous, if, yeah. we, if we're if we honest with ourselves. Especially after what happened last year in the NFC Championship. In Twenty-one. Game. yeah. Yeah, going up against a divisional rival for the third time, it's hard to beat them three times. And because of the history with the Seahawks over the last decade, where they've had our number for quite a number of years and, and, until the past season and a half, um, I, th- I think that made us nervous a little bit. And the way they started in the first half, that made us nervous. Um, but yeah, the second half was was a walk in the park. We, we just dominated them the second half. So it, it wasn't... It wasn't anywhere near as close a game as what I was expecting. I I thought it might have been a close game, Um, although I had not said that. As I recall, I think uh, I I put a scoreline of something like uh, 41-17, and it was that last garbage-time touchdown that they got that kind of knocked me out of that. Um, But, yeah, it, it was a lot more comfortable than what it could have been. What do you make of it, Paul?
0: Well, if you remember rightly, El Presidente, we were sat with one another because we were at the mini watch party <laughs> in the casino. And I'm smiling, yeah. Gareth, because when Lenore got that pick, I yeah. should have been the happiest man because I'd called the bold prediction. But Lee shouted that loud.
3: <laughs> oh, the whole yeah.
0: casino just turned and looked at us and was like, what's going on in there? <laughs> and we're trying to explain to people who've never watched American football. But you're right. I didn't want to say earlier, I I became a 49ers fan in 2012, Gareth. The Seahawks have always been the thorn in my side. They've given me some horrible memories. So this year, if for anything else, we beat the Seahawks three times in a row and we put 41 points on them in the playoffs. And like you said, Nadji, I remember dipping in the Discord group at halftime and seeing some people panicking. And I was sat with Lee, Connor, Neil Graham, Andy Hodgson. We weren't particularly worried I mean, there was a Seahawks fan sat with us and he was like, that is the best the Seahawks have played all season. And we were like, we know we can step it up a gear. And like you said, the second half, I just enjoyed it. Cause one, I was out at a watch party with friends two, It was a Seahawks and yeah, I'm just smiling because the memory for me Lee, of that game is when you scream, but we kind of, but yeah, it was a awesome game. And like you said, Naji, the, the difference between the two teams was just you don't even have to look at the score. You just go back and watch that game and you just think why anyone was worried at halftime. But no, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that one, Gareth.
1: Yeah, I remember that that half time as well. And I remember thinking this is about as well as the Seahawks can play. And they're not going to play that well for four quarters. And this is about as bad as we can play. And we're not going to play that bad for... For four quarters so i wasn't i wasn't too concerned you particularly if it had been anyone else other than seahawks but always with the seahawks you just have that the ball's just going to bounce some freakish way uh and and (laughs) they're they're going to benefit from from something and and before we know it but there we go um it didn't happen and uh, we put away the seahawks three times So that's good and that takes us on to the divisional and the visit of the cowboys and yet more comedy gold to finish a game (laughs) nadji
3: well i mean for me this one is obviously a lot more special uh, because i was there and i got the opportunity to go and and enjoy the game live which again they're probably not listening but nick and everybody at the niners thank you very much uh for allowing this to happen and opening the gold mine and inviting me and and three other people there and and Kim was there and it, it was it was so cool so cool to be there in, in person very tense game however because the cowboys uh were a good team last year and they could have beaten us in a different day i think the Pollard injury really didn't help them at all um but it was a good game it was a playoff game a divisional round and this rivalry renewed from you know back in the day 90s late 90s it it was good to be part of it and kudos to the fans for turning up there's a lot of them um but yeah again it's part of the thing i don't think i'll ever forget this season that's obviously um, a part of why because i was there and enjoyed the win it was incredible um and i think i think the better team won on the day uh because we we made less mistakes and we managed to make them mistakes and take advantage of it and then the george kittle catch which i think is probably the best player of the year in the nfl it, it was insane it's very george Kittle, and uh, right at the time where we needed it just before the cmc touchdown uh, yeah and Incredible game, incredible atmosphere. It's it's hard to take the bias and everything out of it because I was there. So um, obviously that's my highlight of the season. Uh, after seeing you know seeing Brock play and all that kind of thing, it's just so cool. So yeah. Um, well, how is it for you guys here?
2: Who's
3: gonna leap in, Paul? Go on, Go on. Oh, I- I'll leave in. Go on, on it. Go on, buddy.
2: What what, what can't you like about beating the Cowboys? Yeah, on, yeah. Uh, especially yeah. when you're knocking them out in the playoffs for the second year running, it? it's just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know why they have the expectations they do every single season, but it's great to see them like getting let down. <laughs> I've got to say it's great <laughs> to see them. Yeah. Um yeah, the game the game again, I, I think it was a little bit closer than I was expecting. And as you said, that very last player of the game, two seasons running now, you're left wondering, what on earth were the Cowboys doing? <laughs> what what on earth did they think they were going to achieve by doing that um so yeah it's great Uh, every time we beat the cowboys i'll be over the moon every time we beat the rams the cowboys the giants those are absolutely excellent games for me so like i said there's nothing you can't like about beating the cowboys
0: well for me we got another awesome photograph. So we all remember Trent Williams the year before. I'm sure you've all seen me share the photo. Fred stood at the line, pointing. That needs <laughs> to go on your wall, Brett Sinclair, and I'm going to send you a picture of that. And like you said, like the way the game ended again, comedy gold. Um, I have a good friend who's a Cowboys fan, and you're right, every year he tells me it's going to be their year. He's still fuming that Micah Parsons didn't get any votes for the uh, Defensive Player of the Year. But like you said, we beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. Naji gave us one of my favourite podcasts because we weren't sure whether he was going to join us for the day after. And then, as cool as you like, Naji Carrar obviously, joins us on his phone, California backdrop. And it was like, we were all smiling because you were at the game. And that's what I love about this group. Whenever there's someone over there, you kind of feel like you're there as well. And the fact that you got to go for a playoff game and we won, and like you said, it just built nicely into that Eagles game. I think we did honestly think this is going to be our year. And at that point, when you think back before the Eagles game, Gareth, we were all like everything was heading the right direction. We ground out a win that wasn't pretty, nineteen twelve. Fred Warner balled out. And like you said, that for me, they're the memories. And I will be sharing that photo many a time between now and September. Rest assured, <laughs> gents.
2: How about yourself, Gareth? What yeah. what did beating the Cowboys mean to you?
1: Yeah, beating the Cowboys, knocking them out of the playoffs. Uh there's a there's a there's a sweetness to it. Um I think there was something quite satisfying in the in the way that uh they played well. And we we kind of just bullied them into into losing the game. Um I can't describe it better than that, other than this is our house and people don't come here and, and bully us uh and sneak out a win. Well, that's what that's what we do. Uh, and, yeah, the high from that game um, and certainly looking at a very, what appeared to be a very beatable Eagles team based on their, uh, well, they put away the Giants, but the Giants were there in name only, I think, from the from the highlights I watched. Uh, and then a championship game in Philadelphia where it all went wrong and then even more wrong. Horribly wrong. And then <laughs> things that have gone wrong got injured and then concussed and then also... Uh, furthermore even more um, wrong. wrong well yeah. yeah we we covered this fairly recently so any last words on the game
3: i i uh, still haven't stomached yeah. it and i don't think i ever will um and it's not so much the bad luck and the fact that our future is a little bit in, in up in the air because we don't know how what brock's injury means to him and when he comes back, when it comes back, what kind of quarterback is he gonna be after an injury like this, which could potentially be a career-ending, uh, had it been a little worse? Um, it, it's not even just that, because that's kind of part of football. You know, it's incredibly hard to win a championship, and this is the reason why. Uh, you have to a be a good team, uh, but you also have to be a little lucky. Uh, and if things have to fall right, like playing the charges at the right time, you know that kind of thing that doesn't feel like much is quite huge. And you know, having an edge rusher arriving there half a second later or earlier makes such a massive difference in the grand scheme of things. And it's not because of that that I will never stomach it, but it's because we we didn't have a chance to prove that the Eagles were better than us and 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 to me that's just that's just really annoying because I think we were a better team and I think we would have won that game um and there's no no really anything that can take that out of me uh, especially the way they played in the super Bowl um I think we would have beat both team um they went better than us and and that's what the feeling that I've got that really annoys me because I think it was our year and we got robbed of it by sheer bad luck and uh yeah it's but it's kind of part of the whole package as well which makes it this thing that we'll never forget it's just a shame that it finished like that but you know some of the tragedy are the best the best entertainment out there Uh, so you just have to take it there's nothing we can do about it Um, but yeah i don't think i'll forget being there i'm glad i was with uh, i know you went there gareth but i'm glad i was with paul and lee and we could all share it together i think it made it Slightly easier to, to swallow, uh kinda, even though it's still here. Um but yeah, um what a way to end the season. We would have no one would have wished for, obviously. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. I yeah, you're really right. I mean,
2: everything that could have possibly gone wrong went wrong. Yeah. And it went wrong so quickly. I the mean, game, the game was over within the first couple of minutes, and I, I think everybody I ex- knew it, even though we didn't yeah, to admit it ourselves. I was expecting the
3: ground to, to give up under us at, at yeah. some point. Yeah, it was just yeah,
2: yeah. And again, I'm, I'm going to agree with Nadi. It felt as though we were robbed, but not robbed by the Eagles. Yeah. We, it felt as though we were robbed by fate. And to me, again, I agree with everything Nadi said. I, I thought we were the better team out the two teams in the NFC Championship. I thought we could have gone into arizona and beating the chiefs i thought the whole script was written for us this year I thought we had the best roster we were playing the best on offense on defense um and it was just fate it's just that luck. Half, now said it half a second sooner half a second later Brock doesn't get that injury just stuff like that so it's, it was hard to take and i think because it was so hard to take, I think it's been good that we've given ourselves that that two, three week period before we've done the season review yeah. because it, it was painful for all of us. Everybody deals with it in different ways, but it was painful for everybody. It was absolutely gut-wrenching. But now that we've had that break, you've gotten past the Super Bowl and we've had a week since then, we now look at the whole season objectively rather than emotionally. And I think um, going back to what we, we've already said, it's been one of the best seasons I've seen in a very long time. A very long time. And it's it's a pleasure to be a Forty ers fan. Absolutely. What about you, Paul?
0: Well, it's as if Lee was reading my mind there because all I was going to add to what the chapter said, I agree with everything they both said. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, it is exciting to be a 49ers fan at this moment in time. I know, Lee, yeah. you've tried to dampen my enthusiasm with some of the free agency stuff. And don't worry, we're going to get into that. We've got plenty of content for the off-season. But you you said you had a break. Me and Nick did the live last Tuesday, Gareth. And obviously, we talked about the Super Bowl. We talked about the honours. I stayed sober for the Super Bowl because I was host of my own watch party. And as I said on last week's show, talking to other fan bases gives you that kind of expectation of hope, like a Bears fan. Our good friend, Andy, was a Bears fan. He sat next to me, Gareth, and he was like, I just want a season like you guys. The season you guys have had is awesome. He says, well, you, you're in the playoffs. You, you can see where it went wrong against the Eagles. And he was talking to me about our team and our roster. And I'm sat there like, yeah, I can I see where he's coming from here. And, and yeah, the season's been great. And you think the what if is what we've all come away from the end of the season. You know, like Najee said, we were still together watching the game in Leeds. As soon as Brock got injured, we all knew. It was game over but we stayed faithful till the end we stayed we cheered our team that touchdown CMC running Gareth that feeling was awesome and I cannot wait till we have that again at the next meetup but um, yeah I, th- I think other fan bases have given me a bit more optimism because they're saying the, same, the season we've had the roster we've got the coach we've got the GM we've got the loss is still difficult to take at I went on record at the start of the season. We were going to go 13-4. I'm always known for being optimistic. I thought we were going to win the Super Bowl. And like you said, Lee, watching the Chiefs play the Eagles, was thinking we could have won. We could have won this. The Chiefs weren't the big yeah. scary monster that everybody thinks they are. They played well. Mahomes did Mahomes kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, we could have won that one. But it gives me hope for next season, Gareth. I'm excited. Um, I'm going to spend the off-season observing all the content. We've got our own YouTube channel. We've got our own live shows. We've got the podcast going from strength to strength. So, there's anyone who's a UK 49ers fan, now is the time to to get on board. And honestly, next year is going to be even better. That's
1: what I'm saying at this moment in time.
2: Mm. Yeah, I'm looking what, forward... What about yourself, Gareth?
1: I'm looking forward what, to what, 2020 what uh, season <laughs> already. Um, well, yeah, one, uh, one, you one, know, one, the thing... The, sorry, go on. Yeah, you know, one season goes, but you uh, you take a little bit of a time to digest it, and then I think you you kind of look at where we are going forward. You look at a lot of the other news stories around with teams who have got head coaches and who have no idea who they are, uh, teams who don't know who they're going to have a quarterback. We've got a bit of that, but I think we know it's going to be between one of two. Um, there's other people who have no idea what their quarterback's going to be or or what their team are going to be like, and I think. There's a there's a stability in the fact that we've got the three championship games in four years. It's what Shanahan promised. And this is what success looks like. If you look at a lot of other teams' records, you, ha- you have to get to the championship game two or three times to get to the Super Bowl once. It's kind of how it it just filters out. And and we're getting there. And that's all you can do, because all, all there is is a little bit of luck. And we could have gone to three Super Bowls in the last four seasons. It's a couple of plays here and there. Uh, obviously, one leads to an injury. a Couple from the from the Rams game the previous year, but that's that's the difference. We we we've got an, an I think an ownership and a, and a coach and a GM that's that's delivering what we want to see, which is a successful team, and that team not having to be completely reinvented each year. There will be evolution. But there's a core of players under contract, players that we've drafted, players that we're fairly confident we will be able to draft because we have drafted well in the last few years um and that's that's really what I moved on to fairly soon after the game because I think once the season's gone, it's gone there's nothing you can do about it except look forward to the next one so lads, I was just you...
3: say uh, Go ul- on ultimately the the n f l for me anyway is is an entertainment and I think I have been thoroughly entertained this year by watching our team um, and there's not much more you can ask for as a fan I think that's my opinion I know people leave their fandom in different ways but what else can you ask for (laughs) you sit down on Sunday and you want to pass a good time and I think that's what we did this year mostly. Um, because even in the losses, now we can kind of, you know, it, the Broncos game was so horrible and awful to watch live. But after the therapy session, and now almost six months removed from it, not quite. Um, <laughs> come on, Jimmy. Quite funny in the end. Um, you know, it, and ultimately, it, it's just football. Um, you know, we don't have any control over it. And so... It, yeah, I mean, I've been entertained, so I just hope Brock is all right, and uh, that's that's all i that know right now, <laughs> to me. Don't tell us how no. wrong we were on. Uh, oh, sorry, projections. Leslie wants to say
2: something. No, sorry, say, say that again, Gareth. <laughs> what, what what were you asking us
3: there? Uh,
1: I thought you were about to leap in. You look like you were.
2: Oh no! I no, need no. To
1: say something. <laughs>
2: You always have something to say. No, no. Go on. Let's go for the ball predictions. The
1: ball, the ball predictions. Well, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot. There's uh, some which, well, yeah, probably are best saved for maybe the awards show when we start talking about individual okay. players, individual player stats. Yeah. Um, I think no surprises. None of us actually predicted the Super Bowl correctly. So I can just probably throw that page away because um, I don't think anybody pretty much got anything. Um, they got the me, Chiefs, right? Yeah, me and Paul said Chiefs. You, uh, you guys yeah, yeah, have had charges, so yeah, yeah. That's that's okay. uh, that's not so good. <laughs> have you got any? We're going to talk about like play of the season and perhaps other things in the awards, but uh, maybe on field or off field. Have you got a a key memory of the season? What do you think you are going to remember most?
2: Well, for me, it's easy because it, it's. Obviously, because of the personal experience I had while I was out there, it, it's got to be the Saints game when I was on the field before half-time, the two-minute one and doing the uh, the trivia quiz at Levi's. Um, just just to be able to be that close as the game has actually been played, I, I was literally stood in the corner of the end zone while we were at that side of the field attacking. So, yeah, I mean, to me, that was my uh, that was probably my highlight of being at the game, but then there's just so many highlights like that from that trip because obviously I I can't not mention actually being stood talking to Jed York. Yeah.
3: Or
2: announcing a
3: pick maybe.
2: Oh, well, yeah. Well, that's not the season though, is it? That's not the season. (laughs) Well, it is is technically.
3: It starts 15th of March. 15th of March.
2: But if we talk about play, no, no, not the play, play.
1: Just uh, well, anything. If if it's a particular play you remember, then
2: no. So I mean, obviously, I, I would always go for the personal side because it was personal to me. That made that made the actual regular season for me. Those two, um, those two different uh, events. Outside of that, when you have actually have a look at the player and what the players did, um, we, we had so many good. Players during the season, I think I'd be doing one of them a disservice if I don't pick at least half a dozen players because it's been so, so exciting watching the 49ers. And we've had these wow moments. I mean, I, I could pick the Diamondo no interception against the Seattle Seahawks, but I mean, that was fueled more by alcohol. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd find it tough to actually pick a player that uh, I thought was the best player of the season.
1: Well, save it. Save it for the award show. You've got a bit of homework. Yeah.
3: Save it for next time. Mm. Um, for me, I, I've, it's also kind of personal, but also it's all of us, uh, you guys listening right now, and all four of us here. I, to me, it feels like this season, as well as being one of the best seasons on the field for the group, has been absolutely incredible. And I feel like the group has reached, made a big leap forward. Uh, in terms of its reach what it does uh, the content we give to people and what what it's able to achieve free watch party essentially uh, one was with us and two was the 49ers um it, i don't think i don't quite think that's what we had in mind when lee and i were in vegas talking about the future and what we could do and everything and that could potentially happen even though there was plans i don't think we quite saw the jump that we, that a group would take and and absolutely the buy-in that we get from people that in everything we do which is incredibly humbling and very i'm very proud of being proud part of this group and doing this podcast and and we got a live show we're on youtube where it's insane the amount of things that we we can put down and what we did and what you guys did and uh, to me i think it's same again it's part of the package of this season but you know being able to go over there to vegas and then to levi and then being part of this and then the watch parties and then the group is growing we have so many demands every day and i'm not quite sure why it's insane we're growing we're getting better and it's yeah it's amazing to see so to me that that is the highlight of my season is is us as a community being even better and carrying on on that path
1: paul can you narrow it down to just one
0: well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on the same page as the chaps. So we've got the award ceremony. So I think we can talk about individual performance. So when you're talking off the field, for me, the fact that all four of us got to meet in Leeds. And it, it sounds daft, yeah. Gareth, but, you know, this is a hobby. It's a team we love. But, like, the impact it has on our personal lives at Christmas, Tracy arranged with Lee to get me the Golden Gate photo frame. And the photo she put in was us four with the flags. And that is one of my favourite memories. I love the fact that the four of us have been doing this for years. We're all friends. We all have banter in the group. But that was the first time that all four of us had met in person. And it was just like four friends. And like you said, Najee, the future. You think back to when you and Lee went to Vegas and me and Gareth were holding the fort back at home. And I was super excited seeing you guys on the telly. And then Lee was announcing the pick. <laughs> We thought nick clark was going to maybe have one watch party in the uk then obviously yeah. we bounced back from the sad news of the queen but we still went ahead with our watch party and like you said we're in the off season now and the, the membership requests are through the roof you know the youtube numbers yeah. are going through the roof which you know it's very humbling for four guys in the uk and you add the fifth member because nick They're does the nick. lives <laughs> and like you said we've had other people on the pods we've got other members of the community you know, going on like Let's Talk Sports and doing their own thing. And for me, I'll support anybody in the community. I think we're all on the same page. But the, the watch parties have been awesome, Gareth. And yeah. as much as the Leeds watch party has this curse and all the rest of it, the, the last one, the okay. Eagles, I thought it was brilliant. I know before you jump in, yeah. Lee, I thought I thought the Bremse yeah, Street, Ellen good. Road was awesome. I thought from the it second was. you walked in, you knew it was a Niners event. I think the staff were brilliant. I think the room itself was good. And I'm, if it is to be there again and people are going to like mourn that it's at Leeds, come and have a look because that venue was awesome. And I would I would go to a watch party there again in a heartbeat. But my memory's definitely got to be meeting everyone in the community, sharing those moments. The emotional rollercoaster, Gareth. We wouldn't be the 49er for UK. We didn't have the highs and lows, buddy. But uh, yeah, it's been an awesome year and I can't wait to do it all again next year.
1: And more. And more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And more, no yeah, pressure. Uh, Lee. Probably uh, <laughs> watch uh, the watch party for me. Uh, seeing a, a pub at least half full of faithful. The half of the of the pub that we had uh, that was great. Just to be in there, uh, uh, in amongst a little bit of cheer, um, went a bit flat. But I think the the atmosphere said it all. We we played poorly, lost the game we should have won, uh, and everyone was still having a having a good time. Everyone was well behaved. I think everybody got in, involved in the spirit of it, and it, it and it's it's a great little fan group to be part of. I think, um, and if you're not, then then you're missing out. So come and join us in the 2023 season uh, if you can and if you're able. So hopefully we'll uh, we'll have at least one event, won't we? Uh, if not more, and obviously oh, yeah. mm, there could be the Niners in London still. So um oh, yeah. to wait for the uh uh schedule with probably a little bit more excitement than uh than we usually than would usual, yeah, yeah. any final words on the season before we wrap it up
0: i just want to say it's been refreshing as men to hear other men say how much we love men on this team, because I'm laughing because Nadji talked about loving Fred Warner. I kept talking about CMC. Tracy says, I've heard you say you love that man one more time. I'm going to buy you the jersey yourself just to keep you quiet. And the the impact (laughs) you can't just have, there isn't one player on our team. You look at our own jersey collections and you just think, I want that jersey. I want that jersey. And that just shows the team that we've got, Gareth, and I can't wait to see the jerseys people buy in the off season because Mm -hmm. we're at that time of the year now. There's no football I don't care about the XFL. I know, Nadji, had a bit of conversation in the Discord group I about me. I'm the same as you, not for me. But we're not going anywhere. The podcast will still be coming out, the live show. And, Lee, we might have a few special bonus editions, mightn't we, about a certain trip to San Francisco?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, once I get my uh, backside into gear, so that should have happened last week. Just been incredibly busy there last week, uh, not realising that there was a few different events on. But, uh, yeah, hopefully I, I'll send out uh, an invite to the guys this week, find out when they're available. Um, David Ellicott has just said to us, just tell us when it be on. Tell us when it be on, and I'll be nice. on. So, yeah, we'll get that sorted, get that uh, episode uh, rounded off. I, I very much doubt we'll keep it under an hour, so I think it's going to no be chance. quite a long episode. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll get that one out.
1: Great stuff. Last word, Najee, or if not, I'm going to wrap.
3: No, yeah, uh, f- I've said it. It's been a great season, um and I'm very much looking forward to the next one, which is starting sooner than we think. It's in three mm-hmm. weeks, free agency, and then the draft, and then here we go again, people. Go uh, again. Another quest for six, and we can get there. We've got the team, uh, but we've seen it. It takes it takes a lot to get there, and. Uh, but I, I know we can, I can't wait to be part of it and talk about it and all that. So onward and upwards.
1: Yeah, We will continue talking about it undoubtedly. Oh yeah. Great stuff. So thanks gents. And thanks to everyone who listens and watches the show. Uh, you can find those like and subscribe buttons and give us a little bit of love. That was very topical from Paul. That was exactly what was written on my uh, notes. Uh, and it 's on a on a ticker underneath uh, uh, YouTube if you 're watching rather than listening, we will be back with more stuff soon so until then go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners.
0: Go Niners. I'm going again forty nine Bang deep in the heart Jerry down the side